trying to combat karma itself again, we're back in Top Gallant Walk-In Closet. Hell yeah. That was sort of an intro. Hit the theme music. Gabriel? Solid. Several weeks in a... Not several weeks in a row. Like, uh, several months in a row. Mm-hmm. No idea how to begin the show. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah. Do you, have sit, you noticed that? I sit here in front of you every week. Mm-hmm. I am I am the one constant in this show, compared, like, along with you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I've, I've seen it. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, buddy. Welcome, listener readers, too. Hello. Slow Reader. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast where the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on motorball. It's always on the printed page. It's always on the seven demons who rule hell. The seven demons who rule hell? Yeah. What's that? Was that from the thing? I kind it's of, from the book, dude. I kind of skimmed through uh, some of the bits, so. Yeah. They don't know, like, um, that Zapan, Asmodeus, Belial. Basically, any kind of work that's going to be all about demons and demonology, they often reference those kings of hell. Yeah. Well, what was that mentioned the in the book? Yeah, in yeah. a footnote. In the footnote? Oh, yeah, because Japan is one of the demons of king, demon kings of hell. I must have seen. Oh, that's right. Demon I do, Prince, I do remember demon that. King. He was named after that. Yeah. Oh, well. The doi. Good job. Yukito Kishiro. Yukito Kishiro. Yeah. The guy whose name I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Game this bro. is a okay. real <laughs> literature show. We promise. This is? No, we're talking about books so far. We're talking about books already. We're talking about comic books. Yeah, and even <laughs> before we get into our usual pitter-patter, even before we introduce ourselves, mm-hmm. just so you know, if you don't believe us, if you want to skip straight to Book Talk, you can go to the show notes where there's going to be a time code that's going to be Book Talk because we're talking about Battle Angel Alita Deluxe Edition Volume 3. Three, yes. because this is part of our sub-series known as Fanzerkunst. Yes. And I have no idea why you'd want to skip forward, because we have a fucking game to play. Because we're a hoot. We're, we got games to play, dude. Daniel, I enjoy our company. Nah, I, I, I don't know if I was a third person, I would enjoy hanging out with us. Yeah, I don't know. You we're fairly insular. Be, do you think Eeb would actually enjoy doing the show with us? Oh, he would. No, Eeb, Eeb doesn't count. Eeb's definitely part of the group. He we wouldn't get dynamic. tired of us, though. Well, we recorded like countless episodes of podcasts with him before this show. I know. But we're always teasing him. No, he, I think he's into it. He's <laughs> but fine. If, you ever, if y'all out there want to hear our like probably our messiest episode, mm-hmm. it is... I don't even remember what we were covering for that, but the one we did with Ibrahim in the hotel room. We're like, it's just. Oh God, yeah. It's just. Uh... Yeah, that was it was supposed to be um uh, the Witcher, but it turned out being um top five dream adaptations. Is that what it was? Yeah, we that was a sloppy episode. <laughs> it was it was a sloppy episode. It was us just really tired, kind of out of our minds, and then, like you were drunk the whole time. Ibrahim's like. Yeah, no, like, we kept them making fun of Eve because he was breathing way too loudly into the microphone. And, and like, we accused him of farting twice. Yeah. And we could all, like, hear, like, in this thing, because, like, right now we can hear ourselves. We can't hear each yeah, other. Yeah, we have a different microphone setup. Yeah, here. so, like, we can hear him with, yeah. like, such clarity of him just, like, breathing mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was our dear friend Ibrahim Omarochik. Yeah. So um, check out that episode if you, want, that if episode. you want a hot mess. He's also a documentary filmmaker. So, yes. for real, he's a, he's a big deal. He's just also our favorite goober. He's a big deal. He's a big deal. He's got uh, a big beard. Gabriel? Yeah, buddy. Moving on, who and what are you? Hello, everyone. My name's Gabe Mara. I am a comedian every now and again. I'm mostly a writer and an audio producer. Um, Please check out Self-Evident Asian America Stories. Mm. My episode is coming out very soon. I produced an entire story about my life with my parents and being Asian American in Pennsylvania. And wrote so it. So that's a real thing. I also wrote it. Yeah. So I'm for real, y'all. You're for real. This is the real nut job. Co-host, who are you? Uh, I am Daniel Gonzalez, uh, America's greatest audio producer, writer, yeah. editor, and an author. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Hulk don't know Hogan why, got uh, nothing on you. What's that? Hulk Hogan got nothing on oh, you. Oh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have nothing. But that guy can't edit a podcast. Where is he? Um, enjoying retirement. Is he um, retirement? Apparently, Chris Hemsworth is playing him in the biopic. There's a biopic? Yeah. With Chris Hemsworth playing Chris Hulk Hemsworth Hogan. Playing He's playing Hulk the Hulkster. Hogan? And apparently, the Hulkster was kind of like meh on it, yeah. but... I don't know. I'm I, sure that sounds really. I want to see Chris Hemsworth do Hulk Hogan wrestling promos. Well, wasn't uh, wasn't the last time Hulk Hogan was in the news was when there was like sex that tape. really awful sex tape was like released? Yeah, and Gawker shut down because of it. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm sure Hulk Hogan's like, I don't want a, a, a story like my story being told right now. Like, I don't care for that. Yeah, perhaps not. I'm sure he's tired of 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 sharing his himself. Yeah. Anyway, even, anyway. Though, he had a, even though he had a what do you call it? Suburban, Suburban uh, Commando. No, well, not close. Um, that family show with his family, the Hogan's. Hogan knows best. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> on. this is uh, we ventured Rears. into a territory we have no opinion on. Yeah, we we do, or like we're kind of like, what is that? That thing? I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is a literary show. This is a real literature show. This is a real literary show, and just to prove it, Gabriel, right it's now, Daniel. 
we're going to play a literary game. A book game? Yes. A game of books? It's a game of books. And Gabriel, what Some do we call the show? Play? What do we call the show? What do we call the show? Which one? The the game that we play. The Which one? Patterson's we'll... Clusters the Woods. Oh, it's called Patterson Clusters the Woods. Patterson Clusters the Woods. Patterson Clusters the Patterson Clusters the Woods. Hey! There you go. I actually did forget it. That's why I was, I was, yeah. was kind of needling you towards it. Yeah, I'm like, what? How many? Gabriel, this week I have prepared Patterson's Crush of the Woods. Fantastic. And usually we kind of make some like slight adjustments and such. Mm-hmm. Um, I took one particular game we've been playing and basically just made four questions based on it. Okay. Well, first explain what the game is. Well, uh, basically we have a lot of fun at the expense of certain popular 20th century novelists because they barely made it until 21st. Mm-hmm. Aha, take that. Nice. Um, <laughs> Uh, petty sorry <laughs> anyway so um so yeah yeah no it's we take a look at certain books by authors such as james patterson's sure author of kiss the girls and yeah i'm always gonna call him patterson's i don't care sure uh authors like clive Custler's, author of sahara and authors like Stuart woods author of no book title i remember uh they're all like single word titles like sexy titles that like, like yeah silk screen we'll, we'll get to that in a moment they're they're title descriptions yeah. like but really, previously we've had like things where it's like, here's the title, here's the uh, the book summary, who wrote it, yeah. and you can kind of tell who it is based yeah. on just like, you know, there are niche enough. There for for being some of the best selling authors of all time, selling schlocky material. Mm-hmm. They're still niche amongst themselves, and they're all super old by this point. Oh, old as shit, dude. Old as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Celeste Ang to write like a a awesome submarine adventure. You know, there's something about Celeste Ng that you said that I was like, wait, there's been something I've been wanting to talk about that with uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Casting for it? Casting. Mm-hmm. We'll look that up during our break. Because Tiny tiny Prostitute from Deadwood is going to be in it? Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. I looked her up. I'm like, did I see her in something like else? Yeah. But New Girl Prostitute. By the way, guys, check out the fucking check out Deadwood, the Deadwood movie. movie. It, was it was great. awesome. I love Deadwood. Clearly, we're Deadwood fans. I, I really do want to go back. It's been a, it's Us been a long... literary dudes. Yeah. Liking Deadwood. Liking, liking that really yeah. like obscene Shakespearean American drama set on the uh, the frontier. Yeah. Yeah. Swedgen. That's it. Yeah. Game. <laughs> Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Gabriel, this game, this is four different questions based around the game. What's that title? Okay. Or guess Let's that title. Let's this is four thousand dollars. This is $4,000. Okay. All right. Gabriel, if you don't, if you miss one of them, you get nothing. That's fair. If you, if you guess all of them. You get $4,000. I walked in this closet expecting no money, so... Damn straight. Mm-hmm. So that's a surprise. So how do we play? You're going to read me a description? Basically, I'm going to give you the author's name mm-hmm. and the subs- uh, subscription and the description mm-hmm. of the uh, of the book's plot. Okay. And you're going to guess what the actual title is. Okay. Yeah, uh, There will be four optional uh, titles. Three of them I made up. One of them is the real title. Okay. <laughs> now that I finished burping... Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, this book... Is by Clive Cussler. Okay. All right. Husband and wife team, Sam and Remy. Remy? Fargo. Sam and Remy. Remy, R-E-M-I. Remy. Remy. Yeah. Like uh, the rat from uh, Ratatouille. Yeah. You both, you know where I was going with that. Oh, totes. And also the last name, Fargo. Uh, so Sam, Sam and Remy Fargo are in Mexico, where they come upon a remarkable discovery, the skeleton of a man clutching an ancient sealed pot, and within the pot, a Mayan codex. Larger than anyone has ever seen. The Codex contains astonishing information about the Mayans, their cities, and mankind itself. Is it called Codex? The secrets are so powerful (laughs) that some people would do anything to possess them, as the Fargos are about to find out who. Okay. Gabriel. Yes. Which of these four are the title? Okay. The Mayan Secrets. Mm Mm-hmm. Mexican Lies. Okay. Codex of the Mayans. Okay. The Far South. I'm thinking it's not Mexican lies. <laughs> I'm thinking it's either um, so uh, this Codex one and the first one was what it was again? the Mayan secrets, mm-hmm. Codex of the Mayans, mm-hmm. and Far South, the Far South. I think it's the first one. You think it's the first one? I do. The Mayan secrets. Yes. Final offer. Yes. Offer. Final offer. Yeah. Offer. Yes. yes. Gabriel, you are right. Yes. The book is called The Mayan Secrets because mm-hmm. Codex was yeah. too complicated. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I did it. Good job. One out of four. That means I get $1,000 out of Daniel's bank account. No, you only get 4000 if you get one. Okay. Right. Out of Daniel's bank account. Gabriel? Yes. This next one is by fan favorite, Stuart Woods. Stuart Woods. Stuart Woods. Mm-hmm. Oh, Woody. So here's the plot description. Uh, Stone Barrington. My favorite. Is trying to enjoy some downtime at his English retreat when he's, he's unceremoniously. No, I don't think so. 
Uh, Stone Barrington might be a British. It, name. it sounds like it sounds like a tough guy fake British name. Yeah, you know? um, Stone Barrington. Sound whatever, Nigel. Uh, is trying to enjoy some downtime at his English retreat sure. when he's unceremoniously sent off to the remote reaches of the UK. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> that like obscure and exotic place. Yes. Uh, and into a deadly snare. As it turns out, this is only the first volley by a rival power. One that has its eyes set on disrupting the peace of the nation. Oh my God. With the help of two brilliant and stunning women, oh God. Stone must leverage a new position of power to capture a villain with a lethal agenda all right but the closer he comes to nabbing the culprit the more he realizes there's a bigger plan at work and a true mastermind who's a force to be reckoned with it's still going on ellipses and that's the end okay all right gabriel yes which is the title okay sneaky oh silent oh no stealth or tiptoes i'm gonna guess stealth you're gonna guess stealth yes sure not tiptoes i'm pretty sure not tiptoes <laughs> Gabriel, you're right. Cool. Honestly, that would be yeah. great if it was tiptoes. It would be. It'd be really fucking cool. I'd be like, you fucking kidding me, tiptoes. Uh, also, uh, same thing with like Stuart Woods things. I know that we've talked about this before. We're like, we're looking at the same list when we make these up. Yeah. And we're always kind of like, do we repeat ourselves? Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't know. Well, I write them all down for me. Like, there's yeah. one, there's one like Google Doc I have where it's like we actually keep track of all them? the questions I've ever written down. Honestly, you could repeat them, and I probably wouldn't remember. Yeah. Also, it doesn't really matter to us because like that that plot. We're just having a goof. Uh, the plot description of Stuart Woods's uh, stealth could be any of his. Could books. be literally anything. I mean, that is. The, like... I don't remember any of the specifics other than. British countryside. Uh, British countryside. There's always like a, a, a brilliant, stunning women. woman. This time, this time it has two. This time, Hollywood is not mentioned. Oh, uh, but yeah, Stone Barrington, I believe, is a Hollywood producer. Wait, seriously, that's what he does. Yeah, no, he's he's a Hollywood producer slash. What is he? He's like, like a man of action or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> that's all that matters. A I professional guess. man of action. Okay, Jesus. moving on. Okay, this next book is by David Baldacci. 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 I don't know much about Baldacci. All right, I'm seriously not making this name up. Webb London oh, Jesus. was trained to penetrate hostile ground and come penetrate. out alive. Then 10 seconds in a dark alley cost him everything. His friends, his fellow agents, his reputation. Sounds like he got a Hummer from a homeless person. Yeah, this sounds right. Uh, among his super elite We've F- all done it. FBI hostage rescue team, Webb was the sole survivor of a high-tech devastating ambush. Mm. Okay, so he wouldn't get a blowjob. He got... Attacked by a techno technology. Job. A techno job. Uh, now Webb is trying to put... Let me read this fast. Now <laughs> Webb is trying to put his life back together and understand what really happened. To get the answers, he'll need the help of psychiatrist Claire Daniels and that one other human being who lived through the attack, a 10-year-old boy. Oh, boy. But when his search leads it him really back... It really specify one other human being? But when his search leads him back <laughs> to that bloodstained alley, Webb suddenly realizes he's about to face his assassin again. And I cut out the last sentence because it has the title in it. Oh, that's funny. So, Gabriel? Yes, Daniel. Which is the title? The Web. Oh, I hope not. The Spider. I hope not. The Fly. Oh. Or Last Man Standing. I'm going to guess The Fly. The Fly? Yes. How positive are you? Like 40. Like 40? Yeah. Gabriel? Yes. You're wrong. Oh, no. It was Last Man Standing. Are you serious? Yeah, I threw it off because usually, I, you know, I have like similar titles and such like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Daniel. Well, well done. I mean, hey, I mean, it's an experiment that it, like I'm making it too easy by like making the titles kind of sound similar. Yeah. yeah. Well played. The plus, I mean, come on, Web London. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And like last minute, like I thought you threw that in as the most generic one because you no. could you could name you could name a story very subtly. Like if you told me that like that like I don't know. Melville wrote a book called The Spider. I'd be like, fair enough. That could mean anything. Hey, man, Melville wrote a book called Last Man Standing. With Last Man Standing. Like, Jesus. Gabriel, one more. Like, I'd be, like, that's embarrassing. Why would you name your book that? Gabriel? Yes. Last one. Yes. Last Man Standing. This is Slow Reader's Darling, James Patterson. Our favorite. And this is revolving around his teen, uh, teen, teen fiction series. Tina Marie. Gabriel. Is it about Teen Alex Cross? This is well, actually, this uh, the the title for this is like the general name of the series that I'm looking for. Okay, which is like you know, it's basically listed on every single book. Sure, but you need to, like I'm going to replace like certain names because it made it a little too obvious for what sure. it is. Um, Maximum Ride, and basically you need to figure out which series that it is. Okay, okay, and I changed the names to make it a little more confusing. Sure, such as instead of like the name of the character, I call the person Blank Man. Okay, okay, Damon Wayans, Blank Man. And his, her, flock, Fang, Iggy, Nudge, Gasman, and Angel 
are just like ordinary kids, only they have wings and can fly. Okay. It may seem like a dream come true, but uh, their lives can morph into a living nightmare at any time. Angel, the youngest member of the flock, is kidnapped and taken back to school, where she and others are experimented on by a flock of by a crew of whack jobs. Her friends brave a journey to blazing hot death California. Hot Jesus. death California? Hot, hot death. death Valley California. <laughs> it's kind of weird, blazing hot death valley. It, it needs to be like blazing death valley. Anyway, sure. To save Angel. But soon enough, they find themselves in yet another nightmare. That's the second time we mentioned nightmares. Fighting off the half-human, half-wolf erasers in New York City. How do they get... What? What? How do they get to New... All right, whatever. Okay. Uh, whether in the treetops of Central Park or in the bowels of the Manhattan subway systems, Blankman and his, her, adopted family take the ride of their lives. Oh, God. Along the way, Blankman discovers that his, her purpose is to save the world, but can he or she... I like how this is thrown in there. Come on. All right. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Which... Teen series co-authored by James Patterson sure. is this. Maximum Ride. Is this Daniel X? Is this Confessions? Okay. Is this Maximum Ride? Okay. Or is this Witch and Wizard? By the way, these are all four actual like teen series. No, I believe you. Yeah. yeah. Um, only because I've been shouting it, I, I genuinely don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what da- I've never heard of Daniel X or anything like that. I'm gonna guess Maximum Ride. You guess Maximum Ride? Yes. Gabriel, you are right. Yes. I tell you what, I think it actually would have been better if I left the gender in there because Maximum Ride is a woman. Oh really? Yeah. See, I never knew that was a name. I thought I assumed no, it was yeah, just a the, terrible fucking anime. The name. character's name is Maximum Ride. I thought it was like a completely like generic like title, like like I don't know, uh, Kill La Kill. I don't know what the hell that means. Or say so, yeah, something like that. Or if Food or Wars. If the main character of Stuart Woods' stealth was Stealth Harrington. <laughs> Barrington. Yes. Which is slightly le- which is slightly more douchey than Stone. <laughs> yeah. No, the only thing I knew about Maximum Ride is that it exists and it's a manga. Please. Oh yeah, it is also a manga. Please name your uh, people out there. Name your first child out there. Stone. Or Maximum Ride. Or Maximum. Maximum, middle name, Ride. Mm-hmm. Or no, that's actually a full first name, Maximum Ride. Maximum Ride, one word. Two words. Mm-hmm. Two words, actually, just to okay. make it difficult. Yeah, Maximum Ride, Johnson. Gabriel, you got three out of four. I win. Woo! So no $4,000? No $4,000. That's I'm sorry. Fine. That's fine. Gabriel, you did a very good job, but no, thank you. we need to go on break. No, no. When we come back, we got our book talk. Cool. So Gabriel, what's right. it? Let me get this right. Let's make some fucking coffee, dude. Let's make some fucking noise. Yeah, yeah. Go on a break. All right. What? Rolling, 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 rolling. Huh? Is that how it goes? I don't know. Do you know that song? I do know the song. Oh, I just don't. I, I don't know. I was gonna play it for you. I don't know word <laughs> for word. You don't know the roll. Yeah, I think it's it's that's it. I mean, it's just... back up, back up. What you're gonna do now? Remember breaks, breaks some breaks break stuff? stuff. Break stuff. We talked break about this in a previous tonight. episode where like, it was song. at like age like thirteen. It was like and, the greatest and, thing in the world. Gonna get it. Yeah. It's all about the he says, she says bullshit. I had like it makes me like a slight. It makes me like sweaty to think about liking that. Yeah, it, it the idea that you can unironically enjoy that, even like something yeah. like Nookie. Yeah, I remember Nookie being super catchy. Hey, there's a greatest hits album of Limp Biscuit. Of Limp Biscuit, there would have to be GH version. Oh God, we I I had that so album, embarrassing. I think. That was the blue one, right? I don't know. I, I downloaded it off Napster. All right. Well, anyway. I used to play it on my Winamp with my anime skin. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. Actually, I feel like I just had the CD. Yeah, I think I definitely did. So. I'm sure you did. All right. Anyway. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Dear listener readers. Domo arigato. Two. Fans or coons. Fans I was going to say. Um, did I say slow readers twice? No. Okay. I feel like I did. No, I said listener readers. Yes. And then slow readers. Slow yeah. readers. I and then fans are And you said, welcome to fans are Hello, welcome to fans are yeah, yeah, you got The it. only podcast <laughs> subseries talking only about the Battle Angel Alita, an original run manga series yeah. by Yukito Kishiro. Yeah. We're not going into um, Last Order or Mars Chronicles. Yes, because uh, I did not get very far into uh, Last Order because I do not like Last Order, and I have no idea what Mars Chronicles is. Yeah. It's just a continuation. I'm kind of baffled. Again, the original series is like nine volumes, whereas I think Last Order ran for like 20 did it really? Yeah, it ran for like a ridiculous amount of time. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is based on the original nine volumes. Yeah, which uh, and we are uh, reading them uh, via the deluxe hardcover editions that are recently released. Brought to us by which company? That's my brought, phone. Brought to us by. Brought to us. Yes. Brought to us by. Uh, Kodansha. 
Kodansha Comics. Yeah. As opposed to the... Uh, originally, it was published through Viz. Viz and not, not Dark, Dark Horse. Horse, like we claimed on the first episode. Even though I'm still just like, I Sorry. don't know. I still challenge reality. Yeah, no, that's um, <laughs> her... What's it called? Was it the Mandela effect? The the Bernstein Bears effect? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh, it was Viz. It, it, apparently it was Viz. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about this before. Well, uh, I feel like I'm kind of throwing everything out in a moment again this is kind of in celebration of the uh alita battle angel movie that came yeah. out earlier this year starring rosa salazar yes and a bunch of other people and on the whole we very much enjoyed it yeah yeah uh, we saw it twice i and, did not expect to want to see it a second time and yeah and i was i was kind of shocked by how much i enjoyed the movie and it made me be like hey let's let's actually do the comic series for the yeah, show because daniel this is like your yeah. most probably iconic most favorite uh, comic book series growing up correct oh yeah yeah um like, the, you were the one who introduced me to the series back in high school. That oh, was def. fucking how many years ago? Uh, too many. Too the many. <laughs> 16 years ago that you first handed me volume one of Battle Angel Alita? Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, this was this was my shit back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, as I said before, I, was like, I wasn't a huge... I read comics, but I wasn't a huge like superhero fan or anything like that. Yeah, that was me. So, like... Uh, yeah, like oddly enough, like this, this is my Spider-Man and Batman. Even though I watched the Batman show, sure, uh, and and like and everything like that. So this is yeah, this is one of the most formative works for you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and um and yeah, sure enough, like uh, it's not like everything completely works out. Like uh, uh, it ages well. Like I'm not completely with it, everything and whatnot. But it's still like reading this. This is the one thing I can truly take that is a 100% nostalgia trip. Sure, where it's like I appreciate this by how warmly I feel about it mm-hmm. and enjoying it on on its own, of course. Um, yeah, that said, uh, so we're, and, and again, we're reading the, uh, deluxe versions, which have like two volumes in there, except for yeah. the last one, which has just like that last one, which is a very long, big old book. So this is, uh, this is volumes five and six of the original nine volume run. Also known as battle angel Alita. Oh, let's remember like this, is, like this is like the killing angel arc or whatever. Oh, angel of death arc. Well, that's actually a really interesting point to bring up because so far with the first two deluxe volumes, they actually kind of work out because like they do actually feature an entire arc, mm-hmm. uh, especially the last one, which was the entire motorball saga. Motorball. Uh, Jashugan. This one has a very strange fit. Yes. Because each of the, each of the volumes contained here are very standalone mm-hmm. or not standalone, but like they're contained stories. Yes. And in fact, has a very sharp transitional period, uh, in the middle in between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel, what this is, you have read this show. This I one. have. I read this again. Well, 16 years ago. How well do you remember these stories? These two volumes here? Mm-hmm. Barely any of it. Barely. Were you reading it again? All all the significant plot beats were new to me again. All uh-huh. like a Yorg is his name. Yorg of Yorg yeah. and everything. I remember figure. I was like figure. Did you remember Knucklehead? No, I remember Knucklehead. Oh, man. I remember the fact that Japan goes crazy over that because like one of the, one of the things I always remember the most from the whole series is that terrible scene where Japan accidentally kills his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty horrendous. Yeah, like that that stuck with me always. The, and um yeah. and then I remember bizarrely that weird reference to a German author and like that was yeah. all of it. that's because, all I remembered because you're just like who the fuck is I still don't know who it is I don't yeah. remember the name <laughs> Hans Yammer you know, Hans, Hans or something like that something like that and yes and now I think the 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 show has always had uh, some very very graphic and creative violence and yeah gore. very brain focused very very specifically brain focused and there's a good reason for that because yeah. in this world for people who haven't really followed or are just kind of picking this up is Bring that it down daniel the most of the action takes place especially in the first five volumes in the scrapyard yes a uh basically a like garbage t- like a junk town like yeah. overpopulated city like a techno slum that lives like literally below like a floating paradise um, our mysterious floating paradise. And like basically a lot of the uh, individuals in the city are cyborgs where their bodies have been replaced by various like cybernetics and robot parts and whatnot. It's a mm-hmm. very interesting, fun designs. And yeah, such. No, it's a beautiful world. Uh, and however, uh, they all have in common is that like basically as long as your brain is alive, they can you're like your body, like you can always have a body. Mm-hmm. So specifically, there's a lot of violence to the brain yes. because that means you are dead. That equates death. And, uh, and sure enough, Show enough? Yukito Kishiro, a Yukito name I'll Kishiro. never forget. Sure. Um, never remember, you mean? Has a lot of fun splattering bl- brains. He does. And just like specifically showing brains getting destroyed. Yeah, does it kind of like love drawing brains or something? I, I, it was something where it's like... Uh, I mean, it's not an easy thing to draw a brain. He... What's that? It's not an easy thing to draw a brain. No, and and he gets very creative about like how he 
blows them up. And so, yeah. Like, it, I feel like he knew that was going to be a thing, so he's just running with it. Yeah. He's going to be like, how, how else can I make show a head explode? Yeah, brain into a slushy. <laughs> it's pretty fucking classy. So, mm-hmm. that said, and this is a hard thing to talk about because these are two very different stories. Well, first, should we explain, for anyone who's just dropping into the show, should we explain what Battle Angel Lita is in general? Sure. I tell you what, uh, Gabriel, do you want to do that and also kind of run us through where we are in the series up to this Sure. Point? So, as quickly as I possibly can, um, Alita was a girl found in the trash that her brain is existing, but turned out to have a very powerful heart. A doctor named Ido found her and built her back up, and then the two of them become kind of like hunter-warrior bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. That you like, you know, there's no police force in the in the scrapyard. Scrap so yard. Iron City also no guns. Yes, but, very yes, very yeah. Specific. So everyone there is like like physical fighting blades and everything mm-hmm. and two of them become body become a uh, uh, bounty hunters mm-hmm. so across a couple of stories across the first two volumes alita falls in love and loses the first love of her life a scrapyard boy named hugo hugo and as a result of that she becomes a competitor in the most famous like violent sport in the land called mm. motorball Mm-mm. and through that she redeems herself she escapes the life and at the beginning of volume three of the deluxe edition volume five for those of you who remember the original Tanko bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, Alita has found a new piece. She's playing music at Bar Kansas where all the bounty hunters hang out. She and Ido are doing great. And that's when her former minor nemesis, Zapan, comes back. Yeah, at this point, a very minor, like, anno- like nuance, uh, annoyance, essentially. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing to really explain is that, yeah, Alita is a cyborg warrior who has um, knowledge, has general amnesia of her past life, mm-hmm. and it kind of is revealed by degrees that Alita knows a ancient, crazy Martian martial art Good called... German name. <laughs> called Panzerkunst, Panzerkunst, which makes her an exceptional warrior. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, she was also brought back to life pretty much. She was discovered and given a new life mm-hmm. by Daisuke... Daisuke. Daisuke? Daisuke Ido. Daisuke Ido, yes. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz in the movie. Yes. Um, so that's all I really need to know. Yes. And that's where we are. And also very interesting, so far, like up through volume five is this really great, like, trans- you can very, it's very much a story about Aaliyah growing up. Yeah. Because she's very young in like the first two volumes. It's a bit of a Pinocchio story. Yeah. In the second one, she's like, she's like an athletic teen. Yeah. Like kind of like slash young adult. And then like when we meet her in volume five, she's like a very stable young woman. Yes. So like, and then from then on, there's no real like her growth growing up she just kind of like leveled off pretty mm-hmm. much um so yeah yeah that said uh this is the climactic stuff of the uh scrapyard stories yes i feel like he was definitely building towards this climax mm-hmm. um but yes uh sure enough this is also where we finally meet uh uh, uh going to great detail the arch villain throughout the whole series destinova mm-hmm. gabriel I've always liked that name. Yeah. How, uh, do you do you remember Destinova? I did very vaguely, only as the villain, and I also. Uh, so let me let me tell you what I remember for the rest of the thing okay. without giving spoilers. Okay. Um, I remember that there is a sexy girl who does capoeira. Mm-hmm. I remember the terrible reveal of Ido yes. and what is going on up top, mm-hmm. and I remember she comes out of a plant. And kisses figure. Oh, this is the uh, the the rest of the show. The rest of the the, the rest of the, the, thing. the thing. No, okay. I told you already what I remember yeah. from this from this volume. And yeah, really, yeah. it was just like I'm reading the book from this from this German guy. Japan <laughs> goes bonkers, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. a meeting figure, and lot, that's all I remember. A lot of the stuff apparently outside of the uh, scrapyard, you have no memory of. I really don't. I was, I remember throwing like terms at you i was like what was the name of that giant centaur man that was head of the bar jack that's out in like the wilderness and you're just like what den apparently <laughs> den was first off was his name terrible name um yeah well you know what are you gonna do um but yeah no so like there's 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 some really fresh territory we're gonna be hitting there especially with you gabriel yeah um i the, and no, i hope for those of you who haven't read these hope you're just all it takes like you can read these so quickly at a barnes and noble yeah and they're and also just buy them Fuck yeah the them. art is as always is amazing yes like, this is some of the most exceptional comic art I've ever seen. Yeah, he, he does this amazing job of also making extreme violence fun. Yeah. It's very, like, Tarantino-esque, where it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. ah, that's so... Yeah, not all that. the brain stuff. <laughs> Remind me to tell, to bring back up, after we discuss the story, 
uh, an interesting thing I noticed about the art in this volume. Okay. But go on. Uh, we should say as much that we're probably going to go, when we explain the thing, we're going to go into a bit spoilers and spoil- whatnot. I don't it's... think it ruins any of the joy. It... The joy is the art and the violence. It's like it's like <laughs> describing to someone what happens in a movie, but and it's a really cool fight scene. Yeah. But then you see it, and that's the actual wow factor. I, I guess. We're, we're, we'll, we will hit some specific like story spoilers and whatnot, like when we're talking about items. So get it such. together, bros. And also... The, the the mystery of uh, Dusty Nova deepens mm-hmm. when we actually meet him and we meet his personality. Yeah. Uh, so Dusty get... Nova just sounds like an 80s singer to me. <laughs> it does. Uh, like a David Bowie knockoff. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that. like, yeah. you know, it's like uh, the new collaboration with the Pet Shop Boys and Dusty Nova. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's kind of run through this very quickly. Where uh, in the beginning of the story for uh, the beginning. volume five, right? Yeah, five. Uh, basically, Zapan is on the run. This uh, man who like kind of like grew to like resent and hate uh, yeah. Alita. Pretty Alita much. Alita humiliated him and cut off his face yes. because he was a rival bounty hunter who was trying to discredit and like hurt her. Yes, and he apparently took that in a very fucking bizarrely strong way. And to the point where, like, during an episode of Flipping Out over seeing Alita on television, accidentally decapitates his very kind uh, girlfriend's head. Yes. Decapitates her head. Yeah, yeah they're, that's redundant. They're, yeah, they're, all, <laughs> they're working, like, in the soup kitchen, and he freaks out, mm-hmm. and he accidentally punches her fucking head off. Yeah, yeah like, weirdly, like, swipes it off, yeah. It's yeah. because, again, when you're a cyborg... You are super strong. You are super strong. So, uh, and then, basically, he goes fucking absolutely bonkers and crazy, and then, basically, uh, the gets he gets chased down, he's wanted, and gets chased down by Alita, and also the, uh, the woman who he's murdered, his name is Sarah, her dad, whose name is Murdoch... I don't remember. I think it was Murdoch. It was also played by Jeff Fahey in the movie. Yeah, the uh, dog I, guy. I loved him in that. Yeah, he has uh, four uh, cybernetic uh, cyber dogs. dogs. Yeah. And um, they, and then basically they more or less kill uh, Zapan. Yeah, but not before. Oh, well, the first time? The first time, yes. Yes. And then uh, and then uh, Ido goes to meet Desti Nova, the man who's been behind like basically the antagonist throughout the entire show, including yeah. what's-his-face mas- Makaku. Mas- Makaku. Yeah, Desti Nova... Based on what we know from the first few volumes, is a rogue former Zalamite who, much like Ido, is a cybernetic repair kind of guy, mm-hmm. except he's a madman who does experiments for funzos. He's like seems... putting a gutter rat child into the body of a killing machine. Yeah, and it, it basically he... Instead of base, instead of doing using his uh, medical expertise to save lives, he instead uses it to experiment and just like base like to, he almost seems to have no aim. Yeah, towards, he just does things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also Zalem is the name of the floating city floating above the thing, which is yes. a mysterious paradise. Typharies, aka Typharies, a name. Like, yeah, I we're not going to go into it say. again. <laughs> like we've got onto it both times before. Yeah, me, Daniel okay. and I read the original Viz releases, mm-hmm. which. Did a very, which did um, a localization, mm-hmm. and we think perhaps this um, this new release is more of a like a transliteration, yeah, where it's more probably literal translation rather than the changed, the, the interesting changes they made, yeah, for the original release in the nineties, early on, something like that. Especially with like the the motorball show where um, they had like a lot more like German names for like the martial arts, mm-hmm. which like I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there was, but like I feel like I feel like they threw in like an actual like like I feel like in the tr- local localization they were just like let's not give a bunch of like random german names which isn't a bad idea the localization was what we knew and yeah. and daniel prefers it i'm a little bit on the fence there's a really big one that i actually do prefer with the localization arm I bruised in a versus arm blessed well there's that too um but uh but no in this particular story for example when ido goes to visit Desti nova and basically he's trying to get back the berserker body which is the martian highly advanced body uh that alita was wearing in the it's her um, warrior body basically it was her warrior body that was actually has like a similar kind of origins as she does yeah again like you can replace your head and put it in a different body in this world yes uh and Desti nova basically reveals that more or less his aim is to see if people can combat and beat their karma like Mm -hmm. that is his more or less philosophical uh like mo for like all the bizarro uh, creations that he does and we have a peek into like the kind of weird shit that he does where he just takes brains and he puts them into like weird blobs floating around and monstrous bodies that are just screaming in pain and horror and existential dread technology pretty fucking cool yeah um and And he does it all of a a smile yeah he he has kind of yeah yeah He, he is extremely jubilant he um I'm I'm actually happy. I'm wondering how they're going to do that because how do you do a character like this and not make him seem kind of Joker-y? You yeah. You know what I mean? Like his his kind of like nonstop cackling and just like 
you know, it, in doing terrible, terrible things, he's just like extremely, yeah, jubilant and happy. Well, I think that's the interesting thing about Desi Nova as a villain. It's that it's his greatest joy to give life mm-hmm. because that's an automatic, like, that's a god. You are a hero. You are a person of a god complex mm-hmm. if your desire is to give life and not take life necessarily. And that's Desi Nova's MO. Mm-hmm. He loves giving life, he loves improving people's lives in a weird, sadistic, not even sadistic, a weird kind of, um, Machiavellian kind of way, yeah. Like he loves like it's all a game to him. I, I guess it is. I guess it is really a god complex, of course. Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't want to kill anybody. He loves the idea of just building lives up. He he generally wants to like see if people wacko. can beat their karma. Yeah, but apparently, and I think that's that's why he's not the Joker. That's why he's an interesting villain. Yeah, he doesn't just want to see the world burn, even though it might seem like that's the case. And yeah. also, clearly, don't be wrong. He is a bad person because he also has zero empathy or sympathy for these creatures these people he brings back and puts into like monstrous situations so Mm -hmm. uh but that said it's like giving a child a gun he loves giving kids guns (laughs) and the kid loves yeah it's like the kid is glad to have a gun the kid will make a new life for himself because he has a gun now yeah uh let's not get into that yeah Um, yeah (laughs) all politics but uh so that said uh desinova also brings back zapan's basically mostly dead brain Mm -hmm. to life and uh, gives it basically the berserker body. It yes. turns on its true form, which is like this kind of amorphous nanotechnology blob. Yeah, essentially imagine like, blob. The, like like Tetsuo near the end of Akira. Yeah, kind of like that. He can kind of like take in technology and absorb it. Uh, and sure enough, that goes wrong because Zapan is just like this angry beast of a man who yeah. wants nothing but vengeance and madness. Yeah, and he's he... comprised of shame and regret, and the only thing that will redeem himself in his own mind to escape the madness is killing Alita. Yeah, and as we learned now, uh, is that apparently like once he actually kills alita his personality is just going to be absorbed in the berserker body like Mm -hmm. he is like literally his one uh his one tie to karma is that he wants to he wants to kill her and once that's happened he has no reason to exist yeah which is fucking crazy uh that's it it goes wrong that's my life mission and uh destiny nova's uh factory or laboratory gets uh destroyed and uh and more or less gabriel what happens to dr ida he gets smooshed. He gets smooshed. He, gets, he, gets, he fits into a suitcase. He fits into a box. Yes. Um, that is always a really great moment. I love the two moments of first, like, Dr. Ito is in this box. Yes. It's like this little tiny shoe box. Yeah. Wonderful frame when uh, yeah. when Alita opens up the box. Yeah. And it's so subtle and it's, it's great. It is. And I tell you what, that is where I'm going to complain slightly about oh, yeah? this translation because... In this version... You should turn towards the microphone, Daniel. If I can find it... One second. Here we go. Is that there's this really great frame, and I love this frame. It's... The shadows are wonderful. The the shadows are very deep. They're very noiry. Uh, 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 the motorball story. What the fuck's it called? Um, the what? Oh, uh, what the hell's it called? What's that? That one shot story that had nothing to do with anything. Just takes place. Ashen Victor. Ashen Victor is like in this style. The whole thing looks oh, like cool. it's very Here, like. Hold Frank it up, Miller-y. Daniel. Take a photo so people can see what you're talking about. Okay. Hold um, it in front of your face. Higher. Okay. Take me higher. Take me higher. Take me. But are you done? Yeah, right. I'm done. Uh, so yeah, like he's holding, like, he's opening the box, and with a very warm, compassionate expression, says, "Ido is dead." Yes. Which I don't like as much because the original thing is, Doctor Ido has passed on. Oh, that's much better. Which is much better. Like something about dead is like. Yeah, yeah. Like, which is kind of like the subtle difference I have about the. Yeah, the, it, it does go. I, I, I'm, I am inclined to agree with you that there is more subtlety in the in the localization. Yeah. So perhaps Kishiro is not the greatest writer of dialogue, or, or maybe the or translator. Or it just works better in J- Japanese. Yeah, maybe like it's right, in Japanese, yeah. and the translator for this one, the transliteration for Kodansha print is inferior to the localization yeah, from Viz. And Gabriel. Yes, uh, so basically, cut the long story short is that Ido also after Alita goes berserk and murders every single person there. Uh, Ido comes back to life because he's filled with nano repair robots. Ido or Nova? I'm sorry, Nova. Uh, Nova comes back and says, by the way, uh, I I can can, bring him back. I can bring him back. Uh, All you got to do is survive. Here's uh, some, here's a a weapon to kill uh, Zapan, Zapan, but you have to face him because he's your karma. Uh, Long story short, um, uh, Alita in a very, very uh, crazy battle that basically levels the most of like Iron City because Japan is just like this yeah, massive... Yeah, the scrapyard, the bar, everything is destroyed. The people um, like the people of the scrapyard even like try to kill her, to beg her to give herself up to Japan to spare all their lives. Yes. And 
as you were saying, long story short. And long story short, Alita uh, definitely does uh, win. She defeats him, but using she's also a gun. using a gun. <laughs> but she's also destroyed for the most part. Yes. In the process, she, she is mostly destroyed, and it should be pointed out that, like, yeah, this is the first time we see a gun in the entire show, mm-hmm. entire show, entire series. Yeah. And uh, and yes, so she managed. She barely manages to survive the fight. Um, Zapan you know, Zapan becomes this all-consuming techno monster, yes. much like Tetsuo and Akira, much like Tetsuo. And uh, and yeah, and then that's the end of the volume. With uh, a lot of people in the scrapyard are dead at this point, except mm-hmm. for like what Koyomi, uh, Shir- 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 Shiromi, that one Shir- guy, Shiruma? that the the the, the, the leader, the the head the head of the bar, the uh, oh I'm sorry, no, I Shumira. said the names wrong. Shumiri, yeah, I was gonna say Koyomi is the name of the the baby, uh, the baby, the baby. Who's, a, who's a little girl at this point. Who actually comes back later on? Um, and uh, and yeah, and like they're so yeah, and everybody hates Alita. Everybody wants her dead or wants her to kill her, uh, like march off to her death and whatnot. And it begins Alita's hatred towards weakness mm-hmm. because Gabriel Volume Six hits. Yes, and it begins with basically Alita being sentenced to death for using a handgun. Mm-hmm. And also has a shitty transliteration about when she's being tossed into the heap and that she's like, what, you can't give me a compliment? And I'm like, what That was fuck? terrible. That was terrible. That was, I don't that remember was, what it was. That was before. a bad. It was something like, you guys should be like, you, you guys should be, be thanking me or something yeah. like that. Anyway. And then suddenly, oh man, we learned that basically Alita was watched over by uh, an agent in, Tyf- in uh, Xylem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, some mysterious man in Xylem is basically saying, yeah. look, we've been monitoring you through her little. His name is Bigot. Bigot? His name's Bigot Eisenberg. Well, let's not talk about his politics. Sure. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. to be honest, though, I think we learn later on that he's gay, but whatever. That's fine. Um, but Basically. No, he's watching through, like, the little fuzzy floating guy. Yeah, a little yeah. fuzzy guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. But, uh... So, it... basically, Alita is hired by the Zalem people to become their living weapon in exchange for clemency for having a gun, which, again, is a class A crime in yeah. a scrapyard. So, they fix her body, and they make her a weapon, again, to serve for them, and she heads out of the scrapyard to help protect the rails, again. Bandits. And another thing new, we are outside of the scrapyard. We're out yeah. in the fucking wasteland. And we meet Figure Four. We meet Figure Four. One of my favorite characters. <laughs> uh, figure Four, we meet, uh, who is basically just like some drifter who knows martial arts. He's, he's, this... a, he's a very shonen style protagonist. He is a big, hulking goober. Yeah. Like, you know. A goofy, violent dude who was, <laughs> who was a sweet guy at the same time. He is a peaceful warrior. Yes. Um, and <laughs> even a though code. he's. Even though he's cocky, a bit of a dummy, mm-hmm. but he's kind of lovable. Yeah, he's a good dude, but yes. he's also kind of like he's he's a lovable jerk. Yeah, and uh, yeah, let's. Emmy uh, Yorg. Yeah, let Yorg. Uh, like they go on in this. This I, I I feel like this is actually one of my favorite stories. Yeah, volume same. six. Um, it's very it's very self contained, and like I'm very I'm very curious to get into like the next thing because there's some really fucking I think the best moments are in like the wasteland stuff, mm. but like there's it's also gets kind of shaky. Like, um, again, there's, like, a future main character we meet named Chaos who, like, I couldn't give a shit about. I don't even remember that yeah. character. His name is Chaos with a K. Mm. There's a blue on the mic. Uh, and, yeah, like, let's not get too much into this, but we're, but, like, it's really, let's let's talk about, like, what changes once we get in the wasteland. Sure. A lot more humans, like, soft-bodied, full mm-hmm. humans. Um, two, and I love this so much, it never leaves my mind. The, the scr- light bulb heads? The screw-on I <laughs> love those, yeah. Which are so fucking grotesque. Yeah. So, like, the, okay, we also... The, the brain-body horror continues. <laughs> yes, and it's, and again, just, like, the, 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 the joy of just having, like, these, not just, like, the grotesqueness, like, visual, like, the goriness mm-hmm. of it, but just, like, the situationals. I mean, just, like, these... These little heads that are dangling with like screw, like little like what do you call it, like screw necks. Yeah, like, like imagine like light bulb screw necks. Yeah, and they're like sobbing heads, like <laughs> I don't like, want to die. Me. I have nothing to and live for. And they get for. injected with <laughs> of an aggro kind of thing and thrown into a big metal warrior body, and, and all of a sudden they're like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, they're like a bunch of meatheads once they're inside these well, bodies. Full metal jacket. And like these are essentially like the stormtroopers, I think, for the rest yeah. of the show. For the of course, because um uh, another thing we're introduced to is uh barjack. Barjack. Barjack, which is essentially at this point these like, desert bandits, desert bandits who more or less have like, or basically view themselves as revolutionaries who basically want to throw off the yoke of Zalem mm-hmm. uh, in favor of humanity. Sure. And these guys are very important because like they're kind of like what a lot of like the rest of the uh, the series is all about. Mm-hmm. In fact, I really I really love uh, uh, Barjack to be honest yeah, with you. I don't they're really cool. And we meet a lot of really awesome villains such as Knucklehead mm-hmm. and that guy whose name I don't remember. The commander, yeah, the commander, whatever his name was, I remember. Yeah, he gets shot in the face like twice. Yeah, 
Um, he's pretty great. Uh, yeah, no, and uh, and yeah, and also uh, Alita finds love again. Yeah, I'm a figure. She she totally wants it's a, to. It's a wonderful little flirtatious romance. Yeah, I I really like this little love story. That yeah, Hishiro is very good at creating the right amount of like romantic tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. weirdly enough, you'd well, think that it would be. He'd be like ungainly in it, but the flirtation works. It was, well, I tell you what, because like figure's like, so likable. Yeah, and like Alita, like it's it's your traditional story would have be the genders reversed, where you have the lone stoic warrior. Yeah, and then you have like the the capable but not as strong as the male protagonist, like love interest, yeah. and it's completely reversed, and they're also lovable. Yeah, and and I want to yeah, and I definitely want to say is that like this romance story I love way more than the. Yeah, Yugo. fuck Yugo. Yeah, Yugo's. Yeah, I, as I said before, Yugo. Even though that was the one in the, oh, the original uh, animated OVA and in the movie and in the movie, it is not my favorite part of the story. The yeah. series, it really isn't. No, like, I mean, the, the, me figure, and I think part of what bums me out, what never made me want to read Last Order, is that figure is barely in it. The figure's not in it. No, I don't think so. Um, well, so, figure gets kind of sidelined. Uh, I mean, I do, I do like how like with the epilogue of the original series. Yeah, I, is, I really enjoy that brings, ending. Back then. But like he essentially because he uh, and I feel like we're going to find out in the next one. So it isn't like a spoiler or anything like that. He basically just goes back to his like seaside town mm-hmm. and basically is like, hey, when you're done with your mission, Alita, come find me. I'll be here and I'll always I'll always be here for you. Yeah. And so like he's not really in the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Which is always kind of bummer. And again, like the he's next such a good character, the next romantic ish lead. Like I couldn't give a shit There's about another one. I think that's chaos. I think so. Really? Roughly, I don't. Rem- I really don't remember. He, whatever. We'll get into them next time. I actually need to buy mm-hmm. the next one. But yeah. um. So yeah, and also again, we're another thing that we're kind of learning again. At this point, Alita has gone to resent human weakness. Yep. Um. That she very much sees herself as basically being like this very very strong person in a very weak world. Yeah. And to be honest, she is she because is. she's the most deadly person in any given scenario. And a lot of like the 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 darkness of something like the scrapyard and all these various things, like it all revolves around people being like succumbing to their weak, their being the weakest pitiful. human human aspects. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, and so we see her kind of give in to her sadistic tendencies we start to see her really loving killing loving killing which i kind of always loved about alita where it's sure. like it's like yeah no we you kind of see her when she grows up she enjoys fighting then she enjoys like just like the like the thrill of just like violence mm-hmm. then you see her just loving killing yeah it's a very human um trajectory yes it's really great and gabriel I, like again let's not like uh we can exp- we can talk about the plots whatever i really mm-hmm. like this last one gabriel you had something to say about the art uh, so kind of very quickly, yeah. I noticed, interestingly enough, this is the first volume where Kisho starts using a little bit more of a shorthand, where on, there are wider panels where Alita is doing like a wider action and her face is a lot more like quickly cartoonishly drawn. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't halt from the jaw dropping spreads, yeah, but the... you'll see more often than not, especially in the early, um, uh, scrapyard things mm-hmm. where she'll like jump over like a hill or something and you'll, and her face is more quickly doodled than it ever was before. Yeah. I wonder why that is. It's just something I noticed, but it definitely doesn't take away from the incredibly gorgeous, incredibly detailed art. Maybe much like any other manga artist creating manga is a death march, a horrible, horrible deadlines yeah so maybe it's just where something had to give and maybe it was just a simple facial expression while she's doing a simple action that's actually a really good point because i i definitely do think yeah i mean it, i think it is clearly he's trying to figure out the best way to keep up with with constantly yeah. producing these i think this was a monthly manga not a weekly one i, I think maybe so. maybe it became weekly because i don't think it's possible for him to oh. maintain that art on a weekly basis it's well, it, it can't be speaking of art quality i think uh uh, last order was weekly because last like, order was weekly because the yeah you can tell like the the art style kind of like dropped significantly mm-hmm. where like yeah. it is very it looks more generic yeah um yeah whereas this it, whereas this it still definitely has like those really stunning like tableaus and everything like that yeah, and oh, yeah it's but beautiful it, it might be something where like he's trying you can see him kind of like with like growing pains of trying to figure out like listen I, if i if i had the time i would make every single uh, uh frame a portrait but yeah. like but you, you this can't. is killing me yeah um, no like that, that's a very common trend where manga artists like collapse in illness because they can't maintain the deadlines yeah it's and, crazy and as we as we uh found out uh later on is that when he decided to do last order it is because he apparently regrets the way the original series ended just too bad because i like the way it ended yeah well i like it a lot more than a continuation uh, yeah like apparently i don't give a shit about this last order stuff i don't care yeah, it's 
it's it's a very different kind of story. It's a different structure. There's yeah. elements that I do like. Like I always do like the thing about the little kids being marched over the minefields yeah. and everything like that, which is so He's beautiful still a great and storyteller. dark. But like, but like, yeah, it is a little too Dragon Ball Z for me, where it's a little too much. Like I'm going to fight the next most powerful person. Yeah, and they move power on. escalation continues. Power escalation because before this is all such organic storytelling. Yeah, and, if I, and from what I've read of Last Order, again, very little. Mm-hmm. It starts to feel like a slightly boring forced weekly manga. Yeah, it, it feels more like, yeah, basically. That, that's actually, I, I, I think that actually is 100% the difference between the two series where like this is him doing, this feels like a beginning, middle, end, like mm-hmm. sci-fi fantasy series, whereas Last Order feels like a lesser weekly like yeah. serial. Even the know. greatest manga of all time had long, long bouts of like, boring filler. Yeah. Like look at Dragon Ball, look at Naruto. I mean, One Piece continues to be the weird, like uh, outlier but like so many of these things like you're forced to tell a story even you don't have a story to tell yeah and that's definitely the case i think and i think the nine volume original series did a good job maintaining that oh it's fantastic it must have been a monthly but we're getting to the end we only have two more oh no daniel i tell you what we're gonna go on break we'll come back we'll get final thoughts about this talk about next week and shit gabriel on a break Howdy, howdy, howdy. Dear motherfucking listeners to Also, fans are coons. And fans are coons. America's uh, fast-paced literature podcast about motorball. About German Martian martial arts. All German Martian martial arts. Yeah, I didn't realize the yeah, I didn't realize I was leaning yeah. myself into that. Uh, Do you think like with Kishiro has like a preoccupation of like Germany? Oh, you you think so? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like, where did that all come from? He, I, I do, I do like this. I like the idea that, like, like it, it's a very alien kind of form of martial arts to name everything after German, because like, yeah. that's the last. Yeah, the Germans aren't really known for their hand to hand combat, nope. as far yeah. as I know. Nor inventing them. So I kind of do appreciate that. I feel like he likes the German language, and he kind of did this just because it's like completely original. I don't sure, know. there's something very mechanical about the German language that mm. I think makes sense for a cyberpunk kind of world. It is that and... if every word, every big word, is just another word glued onto it that's kind of cool yeah basically what's what's the word for helicopter landing pad in german here let me find it for you quick. what <laughs> is it like really long or something like that it's hilariously long <laughs> hold on helicopter it's basically like yeah i imagine it would essentially look like the words helicopter landing pad all together but like because it's german it just looks like a fuck ton of like consonants <laughs> here that's the word okay press the press the play button it is down here right yeah okay. Hubschrauber Landerplatz. Hubschrauber I like that. Okay. Helicopter landing pad. But you can clearly see that it's like, It is the words helicopter landing pad, but just... It's one word. <laughs> yes. All right. And German. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Let's get final thoughts. Uh, okay. Ga- Gabriel, again, this one's kind of tricky to talk about because I feel like with Motorball, you can kind of be like, well, this is the story. And it's like, well, this is the story. And then this was the next story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do you how do you feel about this? And especially since you, you kind of... Rem- you mostly remember the Japan stuff. Yeah. You don't remember at all, like, the the Volume 6 stuff. No, all I remember, again, of Volume 6 is that she's on a train mm-hmm. playing some kind of instrument, and Figure 4 meets her, and they start flirting. Yes, and I love the, the, the exploding head things. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, Gabriel, how do you feel about uh, about rereading slash more or less reading these for the first time again? Um, they continue to be great. Mm-hmm. I said that every volume. That they, These continue to be excellent. The art is always wonderful. The mm-hmm. dramatic levels are always really great. I feel a little bit like the Japan thing I, I I get it, and maybe it's the purpose is different now because of the whole karma element to it. But it does feel slightly like a retreat of the Makaku thing. That I think he maybe 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 Kich, um, Kishiro was almost in a rush to get to the next phase, which would be that that A one is that her number now? Yes, A one. Yeah, She's become, a tuned agent, which becomes a tuned agent of the Zalm government. Whatever. I feel like. I still love this arc, but I remember liking it more when I first read it. Mm-hmm. Reading it this time around, I'm like, oh, this actually feels a little bit rushed this time around. It's still great. It still works. Still wonderful moments, but it doesn't hit like the, the sky high heights and the low, low depths of the Makaku thing. Yeah. still works, but Japan just feels slightly less compelling having come back again for me. The Makaku thing like really strikes you to the heart of you of what it means to be human. Yeah. Um, but I still like it, and reading um the stuff again, meeting Figure again, I I, I s- smiled when I saw Figure again. I'm like, yes, I love this dude. So I'm the closer we get to the climax, the more I'm looking forward to the climax because I know I enjoyed it a lot. 
Yes. What about you, Daniel? This is your first time rereading it in how long? Uh, same. Well, I don't remember the last time. I, I feel like I reread these shortly before giving them up when I sold up my original copies, which I fully regret. Yeah, I can't believe you did that. I did. No, I mean, I did because it's like, it was, it, I Marie kondo did. Essentially, it was like, well, I'm not going to, I don't know the next time I'm ever going to look at these again. Mm-hmm. So I need space on my shelf. I need, should get rid of that. Cool, and Marie. Uh, but that said, um, no, I... And I call it Marie Kondo, Con Marie. Con Marie. Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, no, in a similar way, like I remember the Zapan stuff. I I don't. It was never my favorite in when I first read it. Um, it definitely serves its purpose, and it definitely like I love like Destiny Nova, like meeting him. I love yeah. I love all that stuff, and I love like I love that Ido gets so uh, horrendously murdered. Yeah. Um, and and I do love that it feels like a very much like tying up before like a transition and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That like yeah no you're right it's it it is a bit of a retreat of the Makaku thing but that definitely was something that uh, Kishiro does right. Yeah no he, you know it's, like it's that not is, bad at all. It's Don't get thing, me wrong. You know. Uh-huh. Uh But that said yeah no it does feel it it feels a bit of a retreat of that and also I feel it gets a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Like it gets like it gets like it, it hits. 10 and then it just keeps going and you're just kind of like like yeah this is a bit much I, well, you kind of lost me it does feel like it's when it, start, when it starts repeating itself if i feel a little bit like okay let's move on here yeah and because again comparing it to the next arc with the whole stuff becoming a mercenary of the rest of the mercenaries like rereading this again i'm like wow this whole this whole the whole story with yorg like the pathetic guy yeah. who joins him up like i'm like this is expert <laughs> audience manipulation of a character like you, you you know someone's doing a really really great job as a writer and a story plotter when you meet a character you're indifferent you love them you love them you hate them you mm-hmm. hate them you love them they redeem themselves complicated yes like to to play an audience like that is like what i look for in media that's what i always aim to do as a writer uh-huh. and i haven't been able to figure out yet personally uh-huh. it's how do you convince an audience so thoroughly to pity a character and then hate them, and then love them. Yes. It's, it's very, very well done. And this, yeah, it's a very, it's a very clear thing with that. And and again, like the the kind of like MVPs of this uh, of Volume Six, the the mm-hmm. stuff, is that uh, besides ignoring like Figure Four and such like that, it's Jorgen and Knucklehead. I, yeah. I love, I love the, Knucklehead too. What a great thing little with, arc. Yeah, the These characters don't deserve to have arcs. It takes a very good writer and planner to make almost disposable characters meaningful. Yes. Um. Yeah, and and I'm trying to think like I, I think later on I don't I, he doesn't really do the let's call it the Makaku thing again mm-hmm. as much. Uh, it is more because like you can argue the same thing as um it's the same thing with all the Dusty Nova car- like uh, uh machinations pretty much where like um you could say the same thing about what was his name changed to <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, the the motorball champion Jasugan Jasugan it's the same thing with him where it is it is basically. Uh, a person giving a second chance at live at life yeah. with a catch, but like they're basically chasing their like their karma, like their like their purpose, their destiny, essentially. Yeah, whatever that may be, it could be as something. It could be as simple as like being like mm-hmm. the best in motorball, or it could be like I want to eat brains for the rest of my life and sure. make people suffer. That's a question I want to ask you. That at, when we finish this series, I'm going to think about what do you think is the overall theme of Battle Angel Alita. That's a good point. Well, actually, I think that's going to be a big thing when we hit uh, that last volume and we get to the secret of Zatlan. Yeah, yeah. Don't imagine it because I really love that that twist. It's so mm. it's so I, f- I I that gave me body horror nightmares. Yeah, that very concept. I like. At, we'll talk about it later, but yeah. that reveal itched my skin. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It it is it is one of the very few times that like you have like an ongoing mystery that mm-hmm. like when there's people talking about the secret of Zalem and it sounds kind of like like oh it's gonna be whatever yeah and then you hit it and you're just like oh shit because it's it, it's <laughs> it's human in like the macro and yeah. co- and existential cosmic horror in your body it's pretty awesome and honestly like um well okay I have a we'll worry about we'll, we'll get that later. Uh, Gabriel, yes, let's, before we go on, let's do the, the one thing we absolutely love to do, mm-hmm. uh, brought to you by, uh, Jonathan Hayes of the Whip Round Podcast. Check them uh, out. They're a great time. Great people. One word, not the Fox show. Cursing Phil. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait to hear about the results. Can't wait to hear about that. Um, but, uh, we do this thing called Hazy, hey, hazy memories. memories. Gabriel. Yes, uh, do you have hazy memories and will you have hazy memories? Well, I, I, I think I, I opened with my hazy memories of this volume. Um, but now I, I'm trying to think, what are the frames in this volume that still flash into my memory? Because even even for the last one, the motorball thing, mm-hmm. I will never forget the climax of that arc. The frame yeah. of 
of Jessica punching her, like like the yeah. the, the the elastic thing in her back, like uh-huh. that is a frame that has never left me since the second I looked at it. Oh yeah. In volume five, if the whole Japan thing, the only things I remember are that weird specific things of the author mm-hmm. and the horrific thing of Japan killing his girlfriend. Yes. The rest, nothing glues onto me about that that story. I like it. I get it. But I will forever again hold on to the fun flirtations between Alita and Figure and the repeated references to her octopus lips. Yes. Finally, we're, we're bringing to light the octopus lips because yes. Alita has a very specific design, which she has constantly pouty puckered lips. Yeah. Because like... It's for... the most male gazy aspect of her in a, in a series that's yeah. not... That is, it could have easily over sexualized her in every frame. Yeah, it it doesn't often. It yeah, and I I wouldn't really call it a male gazy kind of thing, but like, it it does actually make the character design fairly unique mm-hmm. without making it too complicated. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and it's it, it weirdly works. It weirdly like you get into this and you're just like, wow, that's some weird design on their mouth or whatever. Yeah. But then like I don't know, you just kind of get used to it. Yeah. Weirdly enough. And again, know. another funny thing that I've always really liked is the fact that you look at Figure's design mm-hmm. and he looks like a classic eighties, nineties manga character from like Shonen Jump. Mm-hmm. He is the most stereotypical manga character you'll see in his whole thing. Because mm-hmm. he's like he's a cool protagonist of kind of the more broad, soft, clean features you'd find in Shonen Jump mm-hmm. out of every character in the whole series. <laughs> yeah, he 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 almost looks like he wandered in from a different uh, Exactly. Com- like Ido one. and his other friends always look like they came from uh, a Tezuka and he looks like he came in from like I don't know, like a Ranma thing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Gabriel, what are your hazy memories, uh, Daniel? Like a lot of these, I have a lot of hazy memories. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, the reveal of Dr. Ido has passed away. Uh, definitely yeah. has always, like that kind of frame is just absolutely like, like it's pretty beautiful. you have that burned in your mind because mm-hmm. it's so horrendous and affecting. Um, and yeah, no, it's, and I think the other big ones are, I, I always love that scene at the end after Knucklehead has just like fucked up the entire Barjack thing, basically being like, I'm not I'm not, like, you guys treat me a joke. I'm going to kill you all. Yeah. Uh, and then takes Alita out into the desert, like gives her her sword. And he's, I have one gun. Let's fucking do this. Cause this is what we live for. Like that stuff yeah. is so fucking good. And that, mm-hmm. that I really remember that, that in the screw on heads. Yeah. <laughs> screw on heads. Is so mm-hmm. fucking good. <laughs> yeah. No, Keisha earns these moments so well. Yeah. That even when it doesn't work that great, like in the Japan arc, it still works enough. Yeah. And that's that says a lot more than almost any other adventure storyteller. Yeah, yeah. Nothing worse than having an unearned moment, and these moments are earned every single time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. It, you can almost like spend like another like twenty minutes talking about how the Japan thing works, but it doesn't it's not affecting yeah, or something like that. You know, like mm-hmm. it mechanic. The mechanics are there. Yeah, but like, like you think about that first arc with Makaku, and it hits you at the core of you. And it, this one, it I'm sneaks like, sneaks up on you. Yeah, yeah. And this time, I'm like, yeah, he he he, he sucks. Destiny. It felt like it, it felt like it just went. It oddly went on a little too long. Like, yeah, it, it was. It should have either been like a physically shorter story or, or mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, exactly. Anyway, anyway. So that's so that it. concludes that. Let's stop talking about that. Next week, we're gonna continue with fucking owen meanie back to stranded and i am very much i'm gonna be like yes i'm reading a chapter every single day to make sure that i finish reading it in time yeah because i'm gonna do it you're gonna do it i'm gonna do it we're all gonna do it mm-hmm. gabriel yes daniel plug all right um ladies and gentlemen please follow me on instagram at read.richards as in reading a book um please rate review and subscribe to this show i'm sure you already subscribed you're listening to this but give us a review give us some stars we need your reviews more than anything else write any number of words right gabe is a fake penis for all i care it doesn't matter give us five stars or tell you what give us five stars and then copy johnny no thumbs review yeah Uh, as per usual these These guys guys are are idiots idiots. five stars and then just because he missed it for us but he did for everybody else I roll emoticon. I roll emoji. Do it for us, please. Just five right. stars. We would love to hear. We just want to hear from you. Write into us and in, in any of the million ways that Daniel will tell you about. Yes. Besides <laughs> that, um, please um, follow the Self Evident Show on mm-hmm. Instagram and subscribe to Self Evident. My episode is coming out soon. The first episode was released a week ago. It's a great time. I really enjoy it. Kathy Irway was a great host. It was a pleasure to meet and everything. So my story is coming up soon. Please check out Self Evident. And you can follow me on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio and Aye. also on IGN. 
IGN. At IGN. Yeah. That's not how that thing works. Contributing author to IGN. On Instagram at Slow Reader. Daniel writes all the reviews for Tamagotchis. Yes. I, I recently reviewed in Swamp Thing, the TV show that doesn't look very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's not true. That said, you can add. We can talk about that. Sure. Uh, we... <laughs> no, but you're writing for IGN. Oh, okay. I was going to say Swamp Thing. I was like, yeah, I haven't watched it. I don't care. Problem. Did you watch the trailer? Uh-uh. All right. Um, that said, uh, yes, you also, you can get my fiction right now on Amazon. Uh, you can get the shadow from the deep, uh, which is available on ebook and paperback and also a cook in the kingdom, which is presently available on Kindle. And I am trying again to get that the paperback, right? Uh, I was actually working this uh, kind of aimlessly this morning and it, I have like the stubbornness to be like, I'm going to fucking make this goddamn work. Because for some reason, uh, uh, Amazon is giving me fucking a headache over the cover, even though it should be right. But it constantly You're still says, working on that, huh? Yeah, well, it's done. It's uh-huh. just, I think it's giving me a, I think it's a weird technical glitch I about see. it because it's not really perfect. But like, I'm trying to get it until it fails and it gives me that same message again so I can message them and be like, I'm doing this right. I know mm-hmm. how to do this right. What, what am I not, what do I need to do? So anyway, <laughs> follow him on Facebook at Daniel Gonzalez Fiction. Daniel Gonzalez Fiction, where I'll be pub- we're posting things, uh, at least like free dates and whatnot, because I'm working on my next thing, which won't be done for a while because it's pretty big. Um, that said, that's the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. Gabriel, give us one of your famous send offs. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be meanie to us because we're owing you a good time. See you next week. Damn girl. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. Radio.com.